Hi, and welcome to the June 20th, 2007 edition of the Big Monkey Podcast, recorded on-site at Big Monkey Comics at 1722B, 14th Street, in Washington, D.C. Here, in a helicarrier painted the colors of a circus tent, five guys meet to ponder those questions that have plagued us for years, like, who cries more, Tony Stark, Superman, or the recently incarcerated Paris Hilton? This is the Big Monkey Podcast. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ben Hatton, writer of Those Wednesdays. I'll be your MC for the next hour of comic discussion and debate. Joining me are four guys who know way more about comics than I do. Let's start with some introductions. Directly to my right is... Skip Garling with The Absorber's Gone. John Brooks with John Hex Lives. John Carey, face down in the gutters. And I'm Devon Sanders of Seven Hells and Yes Ladies. I'm single and I write on the internet about comics. (laughs) (laughs) For our first topic, we're going to discuss the Legion of Superheroes. Making their first appearance in 1958's Adventure Comics number 247, this group of super teens from the 30th century has struggled, undergoing numerous reboots and changes. Yet the title has stuck around till today. I'm going to start off the discussion with a question. Why do you feel, or even do you feel, that the Legion has had a significant role in the DC Universe? And we're going to start with Skip. Starting with me, because I think the Legion is huge. As usual, I disagree with you right off the bat, Ben. (laughs) Um, The Legion does not struggle. The comic may come and go. But the Legion, as you yourself pointed out, is almost 50 years old. Primal Force struggle. (laughs) (laughs) The Legion of Superheroes does not struggle. There are people, it's, they've got a Saturday morning cartoon, they've got a Heroclix set coming out with them in it. It's like, they're not struggling. They're the big crossover with the JLA and JSA. Um, reboots are not struggling. It's a function of the nature of the team. They are the future. The future changes. It is not one of their flaws. It's one of their strengths. All right. Johnny, why do you think they're important or not, in, not important? <laughs> I was like that. Pretty much DC always has this definite future, kind of. Like, even though the Legion's rebooted, there's always going to be a Legion a thousand years into the future. <clears throat> and I just kind of like that premise about a team of heroes that's inspired by Superman or Superboy or Mon-El or Largan or Fowler or whoever. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wish there was a... Well, we got the new Legion series, but... Most of the time, when they redone the Legion, they would tell kind of like somewhat the same stories, and then leave off. Like you would never see them fighting the Fatal Five again, up until like the next reboot or the next time, like some show, you know, it comes up again, some other comic. Is they would seem to kind of take the main stories and rework them, and then it's off to the next reboot. So I just wanted to see like the. Just to see the line continue like it did before. And I still like the Legion. I like Karate Kid's old suit. Hot collars. We're making a comeback. What about you, Carrie? Important? <laughs> not important? I, I can at least say that 
at the very least, the DC future's always been happier than every single Marvel future that's ever been offered to us. <laughs> <laughs> the Legion future's never been overrun by the Badoon, for example. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Legion's one of those books that, like, uh, the Legion's a book that I've never really had much of an attachment to. It's not something that I go out of my way to read. It always seemed like, it's like the ultimate version of itself every couple of years. <laughs> like, we're just going to go like, screw it, here's the essentialized version of the Legion, wink, wink, nudge, nudge at the people who know what we're talking about, everybody else, you know, whoa, this might be colossal, boy, I don't know, you know, so... It's, Leviathan! Yeah, it's... <laughs> they change the, the names, and then, they, yeah, <laughs> they go back to their names. I, the, it's one of those things that I never really invested much time in, so it's not something I have any degree of expertise in so not something i can really offer comment on other than the fact that it seems happier than the marvel future and that's a bonus so skip uh devon um we look a lot like honestly <laughs> i never really gave it much thought i mean the legion is the legion it's just it's just always there it's like, again it's like furniture it's just it, it doesn't go anywhere you walk into the dc house and it's just sitting there <laughs> um yes but you know superman has his role in the dc universe what is the legion's role other than to be like we're spunky to give superman something to do a thousand years from now. <laughs> that's what the legion does i mean these guys they just i mean the f the problem with the legion at least to me is that when you pick them up, they're almost always in the same place. I mean, things do change, but it's like the villains stay the same. It's like you come back and they're still fighting Starfinger. Or, you know, or Mordred's like, you know, or Mordru or whoever the hell he is. Like, threatens the Legion and then they have to stop it. And then they kind of go, wow. You know, they're, they're basically a walking version of like one of those like, bracelets that says what would jesus do they're always asking themselves what would superman do and it just gets boring after a little while i wish you could see the look on this man's face you could say that very same thing about most other comics oh batman's fighting the joker again what's the point of that but that's awesome that's the point that's also not gonna get thrown out in like three years that's my worry with the legion every time is that i'm gonna build up an attachment and then they're gonna throw it out the next time the sales drop to a certain point whereas if batman the sales drop they're just like screw it put winnick on the book but one, like, of the, but one of the reasons that people used to complain about the legion was that it was too continuity heavy they're not doing the reboots for legion fans they're doing them for people like you and i don't appreciate it <laughs> and the, fun, the function that the legion serves ben is that they are the people, they are the group that let us know that heroism is not temporary. It's not just today. It doesn't just have a short-term effect. It's not just about getting the cat out of the tree today or saving the world today. It has a long-term impact. So it's a space cat out of a space tree? <laughs> the cat can no, talk. No, the point is that, the, that, the, that the Legion, as Devon has pointed out so eloquently before online, the Legion are kind of like not really superheroes. A lot of them have powers that that the other people on their planet have, so they're not unique. They just cut, and they have no. They usually didn't. Their parents didn't get shot in alley because in the 30th century we don't have alleys, you know. But <laughs> but they just decide to be heroes. They take it upon themselves to form a group to become heroes because they are so inspired by the heroes that we read. Basically, the Legionnaires are us. They're people inspired by the same people that we read. So it's like a Ren fair. Is, <laughs> is what you're saying. It's a, so they're yeah. walking around pretending to talk. Well, act, yeah. Now they're about it's, 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 it's a butt kicking Ren. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I want to go to one of those. Actually, all right. 
I have a, a, you know, another question. Um, and it's, you know, with Wade's reboot, with the Lightning Saga, we have a new cartoon. It's, don't roll your eyes. The light, this Legion were important to the Lightning or the Lightning Saga. Whatever, you know? whatever was. Yeah, and we have a HeroClix set coming out. Why now? Is DC? Do you think DC is making that big push? Because the Legion are not A-list characters, but well, they are. DC's trying to make them that way. Well, it's the next. You have your it, answer. Well, DC yeah, is trying yeah. to make them that but way. Why? Why it's, now? You because know? it's the next logical step after bringing back the Justice Society, who had been, who were often like Ragnarok in a bottle, yeah. which I, I was like a Jim Croce song or something. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're back, and they have. Two great selling titles, and everybody knows knows who they are. And the Legion is like them. If they can do that with the JSA characters from the past, makes sense to try and do that with the inheritors of the heroic mantle in the future. See, just me personally, I think that the the reason that the Legion has kind of become sort of like uh, DC's next big thing is because I think they finally might have woken up and realized that uh, the Legion is kind of like Pokemon. You know, it's like, wow, look at all these characters, collect them all. And it's just like, so, wow, we got this kid who throws lightning out of his fingertips. We got this girl who, this beautiful girl who can, who can think with, you know, send thoughts out with her mind. And then there's wildfire and then there's Tyrock. All the kids are going to eat this stuff up. Plus, you know, unlike Superman and Batman, the characters are conceived as being closer to the, the reader's age than, or the watcher's age than, you know. The, the superheroes. So. They're like they're like the Teen Titans, right, only exactly. there are a lot more of them. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> if you can't find a person to identify with in the Legion, then you probably aren't going to be reading comics anyway. I like Brainiac 5. I, I want a pet monkey, Tyron. and I pretty much like, I'm disdainful to everyone. <laughs> I have a belt that prevents people from touching me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is convenient when you're disdainful to everyone. I know. I, the the Legion also has the sort of built-in clubhouse aspect that I think they've been trying to jam into the Justice League for the longest yeah. time, where Ouch. it's just longest? superheroes hanging out, referring to each other by name. You know, they're all buddies. Meltzer. Right? I, I kind of like that. Had to come out. So. <laughs> I was going to keep that as an undercurrent, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Everyone yells, Gar! Look out! Look out! M-K-E-K-K-H apostrophe T! Duck Jackie! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jackie? That's the worst nickname. It's a great nickname. Jackie? I named my daughter Jackie. Back off. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Legionnaires, uh, one of the things I like about the Legionnaires is kind of the opposite of what Devon said. Oh, nothing ever changes in the Legionnaires. The Legionnaires invented change. There was no change in comic books before the Legion came along. And the Legion had stories where people died or, or space whales bit their arm off. <laughs> No, it happened. I mean, and, you know, it was it was very you know serious stuff ha- happened, and people joined, and people died, and people got married. It it, it actually had evolution right. going and on. And with it. every reboot, I mean, one thing I've noticed about with every reboot, say about struggle or not, but with every reboot, it's kind of that generation's view of a possible future. In the nineteen fifties, he you know cosmic uh, what's it, cosmic boy has a bubble head, and yeah. it's like. And, you know, that's what, you know, in the 1950s when this comic came out, 
we thought we were going to be living on the moon by now in jetpacks. <laughs> so that was the future. In the 1980s, when they have... Right, when they have <laughs> clones, and then there's the magic wars. It was a much kind of darker, more confused time in American history, mm-hmm. and therefore you have a much darker, more confused future, a more dark and confused legion. Yeah, so, point. you know, and now... But now we have a thousand legions, you know? It's the Generation Y of legions, because there are eight of them, and who knows? They could all be right, because... <laughs> But legion I, I is, the Legion is a very adaptable concept. But they're not A-listers, and DC is trying to make them A-listers. See, I, I, even I beg to differ. It's like they're much more A-listers in the sense that, like, outsiders might be A-listers. I mean... Dude, Katana rocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't believe I'm sitting here defending the Legion superheroes. But I'll put it this way. If then you know what's going to hit the fan. I'd much rather have a Legion of Superheroes than Primal Force. You know? <laughs> no one wants Primal Force. That's the point. Yeah, you Actually, want Primal I Force. Take that, like, no, thank pack. you. Primal Force. What, Golem and Jack-O-Lantern? Are they dead? <laughs> yeah, the Legion. The Legion is very serious. They are, uh, as they said in the, uh, in the Lightning Saga, oh, you're like the Teen Titans of the future. No, we're the JLA of the future. I would like almost or not, they prefer are. if they were totally separate, though. They always try and shoehorn them into the present somehow at some point. I, it, aside from trying to sell the book, I've never really seen the appeal of taking characters from the future and putting them in the present. I, I just, I never liked it. I always thought that they should be their own. They have the future. They defend the future. That's their gig. Because you don't see the Justice League rolling back to like 1850. <laughs> Wait a minute. Dude, Iron Man rolls. Jonah Hex would not like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) that was to get Aquaman back. And and that worked really well, man. Pull out all the stops to save Aquaman. Pull out all the stops to save Aquaman. (laughs) No one's going to do that anymore. (laughs) Certainly not Dan (laughs) Dandy. Jesus. All right. He went there. I want (laughs) to... Iceberg. Oh, God. Back to point. <laughs> I want to wrap up the, uh, the discussion of the Legion with uh, final question. With all these big pushes, with the cartoon, you know, with them tr- being in the present and important to the time stream and countdown and blah blah blah. <laughs> do you care anymore? Do you care more about the Legion, Devon? Uh, I care about the Legion just as much as I always have, and that's honestly not much. But you know what? The Legion is comforting in the sense that, like, you know that there'll be something there in a thousand years. So, you know, God love them. God love the Legion. (laughs) That was pretty much my answer. I was going to say, the Legion is like, Vaughn said it was like furniture, but it's like furniture when you're a blind dog and you move it, and then the dog runs into the side of the couch because he thinks it's someplace else. That's what keeps happening to me. What? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the metaphor of the week. Yeah, the most tortured metaphor I think I've ever made. But no, the, the Legion is its one of those groups of characters that's always going to have the same profile to me, I think. It's always going to be in the back of my consciousness, like a Blue Beetle level or something. I don't hey. know why. Yeah, I, <laughs> The old Blue Beetle. Where no one cared until he took a bullet out of the blue. (laughs) (laughs) It's that sort. Like I, the the Legion's never been a personal favorite. I don't. It'll take a lot to make him a personal. Basically, what he's saying is, if you kill the Legion, (laughs) he'll be interested. (laughs) You know, if you kill the Legion, the internet will be interested. (laughs) Brooks, Uh, I pretty much care about the same. Uh, I, I collected the old Legion before the reboot when they got back from being lost, and I'm reading this one and. I watched the cartoon. I Which may get great. 
Yes, all right. We get it. You like it. So <laughs> good. And I may pick up some hero clicks just so I won't get spanked when I play against you. <laughs> but, I mean, won't help. I don't. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Big Mike. That's what I was saying. Ouch. I just, if it gets a bigger appeal, I mean, that's cool, I guess. But I still like the Legion, and it's not really affecting me that much. Skip? Yeah, it's, well, I mean, I love the Legion, and it's really hard for me to like them anymore for the more appearances. <laughs> I like that they're uh, being brought back into the mainstream um, and that they're being pushed. Uh, they have a great kid appeal, and like Devon said, basically, if you don't believe in the Legion, you don't believe in the future. Fight the Legion. Long, long yeah. live the Legion. By Rao, I love the Legion. By <laughs> great Rao. Yes. Oh, my Rao. <laughs> and to wrap it up, I'll say, you know, with Supergirl having gone in the future, with the uh, Superman storyline that Busiek, was Busiek? Busiek, yeah. A couple Busiek. of issues ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm more interested in the Legions. Still don't think that, you know, they're cu- that they should uh, be pulling quite the weight that they are. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the next few months. Because Karate Kid, you know, he's around. Marketable man. Yep. There you go. Ralph Macchio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Deep in the tall forest, bad luck strikes a lumber camp. Time and again, Jinx hounds lumberjacks, threatening their lives. Then it becomes the task of Jimmy Olsen, young reporter of the Daily Planets, to halt the accidents. But can he? Superman's adventurous pal finds Super Job on his hands as he tries to combat the uncanny case of the lumberjack Jinx. That was the first issue of Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen in the Showcase Presents Superman Family Volume 1. For our second topic, we're going to switch over to Marvel, specifically the X titles. The famed X-Men started in 1963 and has been a hit pretty much ever since. Now, over 40 years later, the X franchise has been made into three movies, a dozen video games and cartoons, and then been the birthplace of some of the Marvel Universe's most beloved characters. Of course, the question is why. Why, is this, why has a series with one of the most convoluted histories managed to stay so popular? What, is it, what is it about this comic, Carrie? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> X-Men appeals to... Explain it, Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> You're responsible for the X-Men. I don't know how this happened, but yeah. <laughs> let's, let's ride with some apologetics. All right, X-Men, <laughs> as near as I can tell, appeals to, like... The teenager who feels like they're a social outcast, but also thinks that the thing that makes them an outcast will somehow make them a hero. Like, the kid is really good at tabletop strategy <laughs> games or something. Like, That's I the rule and wearing a, a black trench coat to school. I could totally join the X-Men. I don't know <laughs> I, I what the kid is. Yeah, I yeah. I'm qualified to be Gambit. I throw things at people, and I have a speech impediment. I'm Gambit. I also steal crap from time to time. I, I continue to feel about that. I suspect is that X-Men is like, I don't know. It's like a comfortable blanket. 
there will always be there. There will always be X-Men that are dealing with some sort of racism. X-Men that are fighting giant racist robots. And it's a familiar smell for the blind dog in your house. Right, yeah. The X-Men will always be dealing with some thinly veiled version of the AIDS virus or something. The X-Men is the closest thing to really pained topicality that Marvel ever gets. And every time they have a chance to make it actually topical, they make it over-the-top, ridiculous topical. Because the X-Men, the only way they handle civil rights is by punching other people in the face (laughs) or shooting them with eye beams. I've never understood. Malcolm X-Man. That's the issue. It's that, like, you'll occasionally get Stan Lee going, like, yeah, Malcolm X is Magneto, Martin Luther King is Professor X. Oh, shovel faster. For serious. But (laughs) very rarely did you see Martin Luther King, like, beating the hell out of people by way of his blackness. You know? (laughs) (laughs) That's essentially the analogy they're making. (laughs) Devon? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) That... Why is X Men important? <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm tired. I, I can't top that. I'm, I'm, shoot. Um, why is it important? Um, geez, but well, X Men used to be important because it used to be a gateway book, <clears throat> in the sense the that it was. Yeah, it's pretty much the it's the weed of comics, honestly. Um, when I was a kid, it was like one of the first books where it was just kind of like, oh wow. I have to go find out what happens in the next issue. So I would have to go looking for the next issue, and then Wolverine would do something like crazy, and it would be like, now I have to read the next issue. Wolverine's crazy in this thing. And then that poor girl Rogue couldn't quite, you know, figure out what to do with, like, her body and stuff, because it was, like, always absorbed in crap, and it was just like, wow, I have to be here. I have to be here for this thing, because... You always felt like something was going on, but then it became like the equivalent of plate spinning, where it's like, you know, you would watch like Johnny Carson and he would bring this guy on and he would spin the plates and nothing was happening, but there was motion. And, you know, so it was just beautiful. And that's, you know, as a teenage boy who was a little bit ADD, you know, to see constant movement, you know, with no context, it was just beautiful. But now... It just seems to have fallen into like this insane melodrama where you know mutants are dying, and it's not it's not such a beautiful thing to be a mutant anymore, and it's just not fun. Um, it just kind of lost its relevancy. Uh, Johnny, I like X Men. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I like Astonishing X Men mostly because it's just like a fun storyline, and if you want like emo battling with powers and feelings. You can read X-Men. You know, no no title X-Men. Or you can go in space with some kind of X-Men. Just random stuff. You just take X-Men and you do whatever with them. That's pretty much it. So they're like comic book tofu? No, because I hate tofu. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's like tofu. And it's just... I mean, you just like X-Men. They got a variety of people, and writers can pick and choose who they want, and if there's a character you don't like, there's a chance he may get killed. <laughs> like Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> See, what Johnny just said, to me, is one of the things that frustrates me about the popularity about X-Men. 
they're popular for all the reasons that the Legion isn't. Mm, <laughs> I can see that. They're, uh, it's like, they have the teenage angst, they all have, like, the one note, one power, we can't do anything separately, but together we work as a team. That we're worrying. Long live the Legion, <laughs> X-Men, Assemble, or whatever the X-Men do. But, uh, um, but the difference is, the Legion don't view themselves as persecuted minorities, they are heroes, they're not unlike other people, they're like other people, they're positive, they talk about responsibility, it's exactly the same thing, and you have the deaths and the marriages and the crushes and the, and the space whales that eat, biting off people's arms, did I mention that? Um, but, it's positive, not negative. Well, plus, do you forgot this one thing that like X-Men and Legion superheroes share? Kick ass Dave Cockrum costume design. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Pointy shoulders, right. yeah. Alright. You know Legion has the worst prosthetics? <laughs> what is <laughs> Lightning Lad's armor robot with like oh, a see-through oh, sleeve? Whatever. What is that? <laughs> Alright. All right. We're not talking about the Legion. We're on Marvel mask. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that the reason that I think X-Men is so popular is unlike the other Marvel characters who got bitten back by a radioactive spider, who got, you know, injected with a super serum, these people were born into their powers, much along the lines of Legions. That is appealing to a comic fan who is lazy. Who's lazy, <laughs> yeah. exactly. You know, and usually, you know, if there it's really was a right to be a superhero. Exactly. That's you know, true. you want to be a superhero. That's on some level when you're young why you read comics. So the thought that one day you could wake up, you know, you know, and shoot laser out lasers out of your eyes, that's more realistic and you know, and more, you know, what's the word? Um, tangible? Not tangible. But it's an it's a better thought than say I gotta go join the army so they can inject my lazy ass with some super serum. <laughs> to be fair, no amount of genetic mutation is going to allow you to control the weather. You know, like, <laughs> there's a point where you realize that that is without question the laziest origin you could possibly provide a character. Well, yeah, and all, and all the X Men. I mean, they, to me, they they bring out some of the worst in in Marvel tendencies. Let's come up with a name, then uh, build a character around it. All right. Storm. Okay. What she does. We only have a, a couple Cyclops. more minutes on eyes. this topic. I want to ask uh, a couple more questions. Um, and the first one is, uh, back at the end of House of M, they took a number of, they, Marvel took millions of mutants and reduced the number to 198. Uh, do you think this revitalized the X titles? Or did it continue along the stagnant storylines? No, it, 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 it hurt it. It really did hurt it. Um, again, it was like X-Men was pretty much it was Marvel's flagship title. And then just inexplicably, they decided, hey, let's, you know, kick it down to like 198. And then you found out it was only like maybe 25 that people actually cared about. <laughs> and Temple then it just problems. became really, really just kind of like convoluted where it was just like, Wow, maggot made it. <laughs> He's and dead. then, God. well, who cares? But that's the point. You know, it, there were so many mutants that it was just off. like hard as hell to actually care anymore. Well, and to be fair, well, they pulled the same trick like dozens of times. That was the reason for the uh, the mutant massacre was to thin out the herd. They had a whole bunch of ugly mutants living in New York, so they whacked half of them. The start of Morrison's run, he killed like uh, 6.2 million mutants 16 or something. Million wait, 16 million. million. Wait, 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 wait a second. 198 isn't a lot? 
Ugh. And people say the Legion is too complicated. But they're not all X-Men, they're not to all be X-Men. fair. They're all mutants. Yeah, a majority of the X-Men villains are also still mutants. still a lot. Yeah. It's a lot less than what they had. They were millions. Like, yeah, but millions. they had but just you didn't know any of them were. 16 so million matter. of them. You know? Anything, like, right. So the impact of no more mutants had almost no impact. Because <laughs> they'd just done right. it like none three of years the, prior. None of your favorites... Really lost their Holy power. Holy crap, Jubilee doesn't have powers anymore. Right. Dude, I cried oh a little on the outside She's about that. Yeah. Without all the extra good stuff. Does Dazzler still have powers? Yes. 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 Oh, okay, good. <laughs> That's all they care about. That's all I care about. Does the Disco Diva skates. still have her powers? So no, does Longshot. Skip is okay. Longshot's dead. Longshot is not a mute. Longshot's not a mute. He's an alien. He's oh my god. He's a great All right, enough. He has three fingers. <laughs> okay. He's a freak, not a mutant. Anyway. As we wrap this up, uh, X X Men 200 hits the uh, stands next week, this? and uh, no, yeah. next week. And um, endangered species started uh, today, uh, which will lead into Fall's uh, Messiah Complex that was announced over the weekend. Um, you guys excited about what is coming up? Or do you think, you know, it's too, it's more par for the course? I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I mean, they just, like, throw this out there. I, I, to be truthful, I didn't research it because it's just an X-Men thing. It's going to come around eventually. <laughs> I mean, It'll be back to the status quo in no time. No worries. Uh, like, I can't get excited about an X-Men crossover at this point. Because I spent most of my childhood mired in one X-Men crossover after another. And I am so excited that I can hear an ice cream truck right now, and you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, That's the kind of thing I'm nostalgic for. I'm not nostalgic for, like, Executioner Saga. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the last storyline I ever read of an X-Men. X-Men. Yeah. Like, if they had holographic ice cream out there, I'd be out the door. But like, yeah. Skip? Uh, my expectation for X-Men hasn't changed a lot. Vaughn? Uh... Do I have any expectations for X-Men? I, you know, as a retailer, I would love to see it get back to being something that people want to buy, but it just isn't right now. Um, that's about it. <laughs> I want some ice cream. <laughs> You're finished, Green Lantern. Your powering is helpless against my yellow grippers. Moments from now, I'll lock you inside this topaz jewel and entomb you there forever. Who was this thing inside the statue of Green Lantern that came to wicked, pulsing life? How could it be prevented from making its good boast? This world is mine! That was from Green Lantern Showcase, Volume 2. For our final topic, we're going to talk about hero clicks. Five years ago, WizKids Games launched the tabletop miniature strategy game where you build teams based on popular comic characters and pit them against each other. Now, everyone on the panel plays Hero Clicks. And of course, I guess the first question is, why do you play? We're going to start with uh, Devon. I don't think we've started with you yet. So, why do you play? Um, I play because I get bored easily, and it's a game involving superheroes. Uh, well, honestly, uh, the long story short of it is, it's, it's a brilliant game. It's like you'll probably never see anything like it where DC, Marvel, and various like independent comic book companies license out the characters and you can actually put them on a playing field where they can fight each other. And like in this age of like, you know, where everything's so damn separate, it's just exciting to be able to have Superman be able to go up against Spider-Man and him go up against Hellboy. And 
the gameplay is actually designed so that it all makes sense and you know the the playing field is virtually level so yeah that's why i enjoy it carrie i actually started playing it to beat small children at it was my my roommate (laughs) and i in (laughs) back in college the comic shop i went to was one of those like we went into selling gamer stuff and now there's just a comic rack in the back and we saw little kids playing hero clicks and we decided to make it our goal to smoke like an 11 year old (laughs) and since i started playing that dream hasn't come to fruition (laughs) i really 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 wanted to bust out a team with like deadshot on it and like be like yeah you're you're dead now kid cry (laughs) but yeah hasn't really panned out i do love the game though it's it's like playing chess but infinitely nerdier that's cool brooks I've been drawn into the Vortex, which is the Big Monkey <laughs> Comic Store. And I'm doing a podcast, and I'm buying my books here, and I'm buying my toys here. I'm buying my clothes here. And I'm out of Hero Clicks here. Help! Get me out! It's a 1722B! Um, you have outwitted me. <laughs> You've been incapacitated. Uh, Force splash, push back into the backyard. Skip, why do you play? Uh, I like it because it's like, uh, it's like seeing comic book come alive. Uh, Except it's tiny. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's, not just, uh, it's not just about the mechanics of the game, but the, as Devon said, the way the characters, uh, their powers and abilities are arranged, they kind of act, quote-unquote, like they do in the comics. Flash will run up and hit you and then run away. And it's neat. Um, and you really get to... Uh, See these teams in action, and it, it it's a great uh, it's a great uh, social venue for me too. I have people over once a week. Play hero clicks, and they're always working on improving the game and adding stuff. They're coming out with uh, new stuff and new mechanics, um, including uh, little cards to go with the uh, clicks to explain who the characters are, explain their powers a little more, and they're adding some unique individual powers powers for certain characters so that they can be even more like themselves. But that's, if the game is all about you know playing with superheroes and like care you know uh, creating teams and whatnot based on your favorite heroes or villains, what about versus? Where does versus fall into it? Uh, For those of doesn't. you, who'd... <laughs> just doesn't. but not it's it's the same thing, right? Isn't it? It's a collectible collectible card game based on the superheroes that you've already <laughs> saying the reason you want to do this so you can see. The, but the mechanics do a very poor job of replicating how powers work. It's all very arbitrary. Bond, yes. Yeah, I mean, plus, God, it's it's. God knows we're already geeky enough. <laughs> the last thing we need to be doing is playing magic cards with superheroes. So no, I just don't have a lot of like tiny for the toys is so much. Tiny <laughs> toys, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I can sit there and play with action it. figures of Superman and kick Spider-Man's button. I'm okay with that. But just like throwing a card and just slamming it down. With a bam, because Hal Jordan is on it. I just don't think so. It's not gonna happen. All right. You can't decorate with the cards. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. As as you said, Skip, uh, WizKids, You know, because they they're doing this big five year push. You know, we're we're celebrating our our anniversary. And they're doing a number of changes to the games. New rules, new game dynamics, new ways of running tournaments. Um, do you think this is an honest improvement of the game or a simple mar- marketing ploy? Like, you know, every time a new set comes out, they retire an old set, thus making your characters unplayable in kind of the grand scheme of well, national tournament stuff. Un- unplayable. Uh, uh, unplayable for 
competitions, but you know, most people play it for fun, play it every week. We've never retired any <laughs> characters uh, at my house. If you still like them, you still play them. Yeah, I don't think I could bear to be a nationally ranked hero. <laughs> hey, my probably... dad's got enough to worry about that he sent a kid to art school. Like, when he hits the point where it's like all the other guys at work are like, my son's all American. And like, my son's third place in friggin' playing with tiny action figures of Batman. He is, in fact, 24. <laughs> that's when he like, that's when the picture of me gets folded down on the desk. Right there. <laughs> there probably are some nationally ranked people who listen to this, by the way, before we, you know. Yeah. Come get Roll the twelve. Outwit my ability to make you cry when you come <laughs> and tell you, me off. I, I incapacitate you. Yeah. <laughs> Snake ass. I'll incapacitate you with my Gordon Back to the idea of is it an honest improvement to the game? Yeah, my overall perception of the changes that they're making this summer is that uh People who run WizKids have realized have, have realized that appealing to hardcore gamers is kind of limited, and that they should appeal more toward the comic book. Shut up, Johnny. The comic book <laughs> readers who love these characters, um, because there are a lot more of us who will learn the game because of the characters. Hardcore gamers are, you know, once they change a rule that ruins their perfect team, they just go off in a huff. <laughs> Out there, make warrior or something, and they just do something else. But uh, comic books, like, I want to play with Batman. I want to play with Superman. So I'm going to play the game as long as that's what's, what, that's what's going on. But, uh, and I think that's a great change for the game. And here, at least at the store, we're finding a lot more people are starting to play it. And I think that's part of the reason why. About you? About me? Brooks. Brooks. <clears throat> well, I have no idea. I just started and I'm still trying to wrap my head around all the powers and stuff and how they work and trying to build a team that's diverse enough that I can catch someone off guard and let's just say big Mike them into obscurity. But, <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, mention big Mike in my presence. I, just, I like it. I mean, I like playing it and I like the figures and I like the game, so I keep playing it. And I'm going to buy the new sets and I won't go to tournaments. I don't care how big Starro is. <laughs> You'll be here for the Starro tournament. Um, I haven't really seen what too many of the rule changes are. I don't know if it's, I don't know if they're minor enough to warrant complaining that they're just doing it to make me buy something else with a rule book in it, because they do put the rules right on their website. I, I can't really call it a marketing push. I mean, it's nice that they're finally releasing another starter. There hasn't been a starter that's readily available years. in a long time. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I, I can't even call that a marketing push. That's just good business on their part, because it was hard for me to track down a starter. Right. <laughs> like, uh, but I think it's a solid game. Um, nice. I'm glad it's held out. I don't need to keep getting emails about like Halo clicks. That's a little much. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know how you simulate walking down the same hallway like <laughs> 700 times, shooting the same guy over and over again. But you know, what can you do? <laughs> Devon. Um, well, I mean, it, just as far as like what I'm, I think it's a good idea. Like you know, like Harry said, it's uh, they got a new. Uh, starter set coming out because I think that they honestly realize that Heroclix have started to become a fairly integral part of what makes a comic book store a comic book store. Mm -hmm. um, because before uh, we were having all kinds of problems keeping the stuff in stock because WizKids would never give it to us and now it seems like they're bending over backwards to make the rules simpler and more fun and 
you know, I'm all for it. So if they want to change rules or whatever to, to streamline the game, so be it. I'm all for it. Nice. I got a new Taskmaster in his original <laughs> costume. It looks so cool. It does look pretty <laughs> sweet. Ben, why do you play? Why do you I play? play? You play it all. By myself, too. It's like playing chess with himself. Someone always loses. <laughs> but someone always wins, too. <laughs> Does your wife just watch? It's only when she's oh, out of town. Fights like, <laughs> yourself blindfolded. What have I gotten myself oh my into? Um, I played for many of the same reasons. I actually I got into it for the... Uh, for the indie set. I didn't collect the first two Marvel DC sets. I thought he was going to say to meet girls. <laughs> <laughs> Fine looking girls I playing that era. meet some honeys. Yeah. I came to meet honeys. When, uh, when Hellboy, when, they, when, I, when I saw Hellboy in a set, I was like, I had, I had to buy it. And I was like, all right, I'm only going to buy enough till I get that red, you know, the red veteran Hellboy. And sure enough, I bought everything and then kept buying it. So yeah, no, I've been... You know, it's a fun game. It is. It, I used to play, you know, every Thursday after I got off of work, go over to friend's house, play the game. So it's fun. It's fun to, again, yeah, it's fun to play those characters to be like, man, what would happen, you know, if Superman really did punch Spider-Man in the face? It's, you know? And now <laughs> you have some way of saying, of looking at that. Um, so, are there any, no, are there any, uh, Funny hero click stories that anyone has just to wrap things up. I would, but I'm not allowed to tell it. Apparently, no. Skip, <laughs> skip. You can tell it. No, no, that's okay. No, you won't leave me hanging. I've got a great hero. All right, story. Devon. Um, on Mondays, I play Skip, and oh it makes me laugh because I beat him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> is this is you tell the one story where you won with the Omax in the back cave. Oh yes, the the the, the, the Omax in the back cave. Oh my god. <laughs> Children sit down and gather around the fireplace. God help me. No, but we were playing on a on a Heroclix map of the Batcave, which is kind of boss actually. And it was the Batman family versus the Omax, and they were like it came down literally to Batman versus a, a veteran Omac. And Batman, pretty much on his last click, I had him throw a batarang and he knocked him into the abyss and the game was over. <laughs> And it was just beautiful. It was like a comic book. It was, it, it it was, was like, like it was like a Grant Morrison comic, <laughs> which made it even more be beautiful. Uh, to wrap it up, I'll tell the story of the time I, a grown man, was felled by a hero click. <laughs> I don't keep my uh, room pretty tidy, even now. And I was uh, walking by, and there was Hobgoblin of all hero clicks, lying on his side with his little. You know, pointy wingboard standing up. I stepped on it, and it broke skin. I mean, it went right into the foot. And I toppled over. I was felled by a hot Dude, this is like that Twilight Zone episode. It's like, I don't like you very much. Oh, God. So, that doll was so creepy. <laughs> now, after a word from our sponsor, we will uh, we'll be doing uh, recommendations. Big Monkey Comics has two fantastic stores, one located in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and the other in Washington, D.C., which is where this podcast is recorded. If you have any interest in reading the comics mentioned in today's show, simply swing on by and grab them. However, Big Monkey Comics is so much more than a a simple shop, and we have some great things coming up at our D.C. location. Swing by on July 11th for the second Women's Comic Discussion Group at 7 p.m. 
Also, on July 12th, comic writer Mike Carey will be signing between 4 and 5.30 p.m. Come meet the writer of X-Men, Regifters, Ultimate Fantastic Four, and the novel The Devil You Know. Finally, we have the Flash Foot Race. Come on down and race your fellow, fellow comic lovers to win great prizes. Details to follow on the website. That's 1722B, 14th Street, Northwest, Washington, D.C. And if you can't make it to our physical shop, go, on, go over to Big Monkey Comics online at www.bigmonkeycomics.com. Check it out for news, reviews, music, and merchandise. Now it's time for recommendations. Comics that have come out in the last two weeks that are uh, worthy of note. I like how I did the other way, right, John? <laughs> worthy of note. You're still noteworthy. It takes less time. There you go. Um, we're going to start with, uh, with Skip. Um, I would recommend Checkmate, but that's really not necessary because it's got Egg Fu on the cover, so everybody will be buying it. Um, I'm going to recommend Countdown uh, for the oddest of reasons. As in, unlikely as it may seem, it's making me like Donna Troy. There, I said it on the internet. She's <laughs> shooting at people with a machine gun. <laughs> She's getting all sassy. She's got a little trail that follows her when she moves fast. <laughs> She's just getting all sassy and, and drag queeny, and I just love her now. <laughs> Brooks, what is your comic for the for the week? Um, recommending Captain America because I like the Winter Soldier, and apparently he wants to go kick Tony Stark's ass, and I'm and all for a- that. I mean, whoever <laughs> wants to do it, I don't care. They just need to do it. They need to do it fast, and they need to do it brutally. And pick up the showcase presents challenges of the unknown. It is crazy. Carrie, <laughs> yeah. what is your uh, comics of the week? Robin. Robin's been consistently good for a while now. Reads like old Spider-Man, where the whole like he just happens to be out buying something for Bruce Wayne, and he gets the crap kicked out of him by a random group of like D-list supervillains. <laughs> Meanwhile, he runs into a girl he likes. I mean, it's, yeah, it's wacky teenage drama with. Sticks and shurikens and stuff. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it's basically Barbicans. what I looked for in Spider-Man comics when I was younger, and nice, nice to see it. Same so. things going on in Blue Beetle. Yeah. <laughs> Devon. Um, people, I'm gonna recommend Catwoman, and I'm very disappointed in you because you're not reading it. Why is this damn book not selling like you know Justice League of America type numbers? I mean, any given month, there's like. Film freak unleashing like monkeys on Gotham City. Any given month, there's like hammer and sickle, washed up <laughs> Russian villains trying to kill Catwoman and her baby. The baby daddy dead. Um, <laughs> and on top of all of that, Adam used covers. Adam freaking used covers. What more could you want? It's like, you know, the, if I wrap this damn book up in a bow, it could not be any better. This is just a damn good book, and I'm disappointed in you for not picking it up. Please, renew my faith in humanity. Read Catwoman. You deserve it. <laughs> Thank you for that. Impassioned. What do you recommend, Ben? <laughs> I don't think I can follow that up. Nothing, nothing so enthusiastically as that. Will Pfeiffer's wiping away a <laughs> right now. Actually, uh, for I'm this wrong. week, 
despite all our X-Men issues, I'm going to recommend Endangered Species. Good for you. Which the one shot. Issue of X-Men. Which is an issue of X-Men. And it's... One shot. Make it count. It's excellent. I mean, it, it really... Excellent. With no E, just a capital X. Uh, oh, Jesus. It's really good. Uh, X hyphen. Mike Carey. My namesake. Yeah. My yep. daddy's namesake. Does a, uh, he does an amazing job capturing each of the characters, the representatives from all the teams there. And, you know, just because he doesn't write their books, you know, sometimes when a writer gets characters that he's not used to, he screws them up and Carrie doesn't do a job, doesn't do this. If, if hey, and only ben, you had the ben, opportunity hey, to get that signed. You know, <laughs> exactly. I was just about to say, wouldn't it be great if Mike Carey were here at Big Monkey Comics he, it, on July 12th at 4 to 5.30? PM. That's it will it. be fantastic, and in fact, I'll be front in line with my X Men Endangered Species. Would it be? One. Would it be uncanny? <laughs> it would be extreme. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus no! Rob <laughs> Liefeld's gonna do it. Oh. He's on the dreaded Claremont. Coming up next is the lightning round. <laughs> Dogs of destruction! Face Orion of New Genesis! Master of the Astro Force! The fundamental forces of the cosmos are mine to manipulate and direct at will! In the name of High Father and New Genesis, I defy the spawns of the dead gods, devils of dark side, the terrain itself is techno-active! And that was taken from JLA 41, Volume 3 by, who else? Grant Morrison. To wrap things up, we're gonna have another lightning round where we toss out a couple questions to the uh, panel at large and, uh, See what people come up with. Our first uh, question comes from uh, Anthony. Yeah. And the question is, <laughs> yeah, what do we think yeah. is DC's final crisis, mentioned by Karate Kid and Justice Society number four? We'll start with Devon. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> DC's final crisis, um, it's going to have something to do with Superboy Prime. Um it has to be awful big because anything that could take Kurt Busiek off of Aquaman, Sword of Atlantis, <laughs> has to be huge. So I don't know. Maybe it's going to be like Superman, like, you know, high five and Jesus or something like that. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Carrie, final crisis. <laughs> You know when a drug addict says, like, this is the last one? <laughs> Final Crisis is the proverbial last one. They say it's it, but you know you're going to find DC resetting their continuity in a back alley or something. <laughs> Three years. Passed out in a yeah. hotel room. <laughs> Damn it, DC, Lie. you told me you cleaned up. <laughs> Lying there in a puddle of their own retcon. Brooks, Final Crisis. Dark Side of Prime with lightning rod. Trying to bring back, I don't know, Dark Side. Vibe. Vibe. Bring back Vibe. You gonna pop up like, you want some of these? <laughs> that's it. That that answers it for me. That's that's what it is. You got Superboy Prime is punching a wall with Dark Side's help, and Mixus Pitlick will be there, and Vibe will come back, and that'll be it. That's all. And they'll break dance into the sunset. <laughs> and then Vibe will kill Geoforce. And then they'll stop publishing comics forever. <laughs> because they that'll be pretty much it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's like, except for, you know, Minx. <laughs> Which is the best. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love girl comics. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the final message is. No more girl comics. <laughs> Oh, oh booting to our romance line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Noah's love, Clark. 
<laughs> I'm saying good. It's plain James meets checkmate. <laughs> Next snap in my fifth period biology. That'll be awesome. All right. <laughs> Next question, which comes from Bodyman18. This one's for uh, Skip and Devon. Oh, boy. You guys are so obsessed with Aquaman on your blog. <laughs> <laughs> what gifts? <laughs> Skip, you want to start off with that? Uh, drug addicts. Are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I can make it pretty uh, make it pretty simple. Um, I'm not going to bore you with you know the grooviness that is Aquaman because you can be bored on my blog with that. But um, my father was a fishing guide, and if you have ever spent a lot of time on the ocean you get a lot of respect for the ocean. And Aquaman is all about not only being at home in the most hostile environment to human beings that is possible, Space. but he totally... <laughs> Shut up. It's <laughs> just my soliloquy. Um, but he's the total master of it. And if you've ever spent a lot of time in the sea, you realize that that's cool. You like that. Hmm. Um, Aquaman, um, the older I get, the more it's kind of awesome he became because uh you realized after a little while once you read aquaman all the things he had done he, he had done all these things that superman and batman hadn't done had kids became a became a husband did all these other things and then on top of that ruled 70 percent of the earth and then also could like make a shark like just <laughs> say hey yeah i'm listening to you and it's just like you gotta respect that. I mean, as 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 yeah, basically, you know, rather than like you know, you know, the Flash running down the street trying to get a woman's handbag back, you know, you got this guy who, you know, a character who literally became a man, and you didn't see that a lot in comics. So yeah, it's kind. Of, I kind of respect that. Our final question is from uh, Jen Gerdish, and it, the question is. I'm relatively new to comics. As a female reader, what should I be picking up? Whatever what? you want. <laughs> Who Whatever is this you creature? want. Yeah. Um, yeah, Devon's right. Yeah, yeah, honestly, women can pick up whatever they want. Um, there's seriously, I'm not trying know, to be man. funny. I'm not. Shut up, Ben. I'm like... talking. Anyway, <laughs> close it down. Hey. Good lord. I'm joking. I'm joking. No. What are you saying? Seriously. Like you know. There are certain titles, though. Like I wouldn't tell someone I to just, pick up an a, like a a new f female reader to be but picking you know up what? an Aspen title. Let them find. <laughs> but you know what? Let them find out on their own. That's right. You know, it's just like that's the that's the equivalent of like asking what would you hand to a kid. It's like well, I don't know. It's I wouldn't like, be handling a Moon Knight. Well, I mean, it's it's, 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 it's like you worked in a video store. Ben, as I'm sure that much still the, that will come as a shock to a lot of our readers. <laughs> hey, but um, Work. but I mean, like, well, what would you recommend to a woman, right, to watch as a film? I mean, yeah. it's exactly that same kind of question. The same. Cat likes Hellblazer and the Boys. Yeah, let me tell you something. Honestly, people have different tastes. When people ask me what's good, I tell them what's good, not what's good for a girl. Um, I'll hand a woman Jonah Hex just as fast as I would like copy local. There's a lot of stuff in Jonah Hex that anybody could use. You know, like how to, like, you know, cut through rope with a bird's beak. You never know when that could come uh, in handy. One of my colleagues picked up that very comic book because she saw her boyfriend reading it, and she was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. 
I mean, it's like, yeah, you give, I mean, you don't give a woman anything. They let them find out, you know? I usually just go with fables. Yeah. yeah. Just give them anything Graham Morrison ever written. <laughs> right. My Faith in Frankie. Frankie. By Mike Frankie Carey, who will be here on July 12th. <laughs> <laughs> but, in all honesty, but in all honesty, I guess I would say if I had to hand something to anyone, it would be local. Local? Yeah, yeah you know. But not Birds of Prey? Birds of Prey. I'm, I would hand anyone good comics. And very soon, Wonder Woman. <laughs> yes. Dude, I'd say a hundred bullets, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, Hell in a heartbeat. Yeah. Hundred bullets is good for what everybody. woman is gonna read up? No, Dude, any man. woman, who, <laughs> just kidding, any kid person who likes Sopranos, no, just kidding. you know. So, Punisher Max. <laughs> Dwell on that. Barracuda. Yes. <laughs> Barracuda Max. Where all he does is like sleep with women and like count his missing fingers. <laughs> my, my experience with the women that that I've been. Spending time with recently who like comic books. And are getting into it. Yeah, who are really getting into it is that what they appreciate about them is that they're strong female characters. Whether they have powers or not, that's really not an issue for them. It's that um, these are self-possessed women who you know, have a sense of themselves and who do what needs to be done um, regardless of what their abilities are to do that. And that is something they appreciate. Uh, there, there's a lot of it in comics and there's not a lot of it in a lot of other like Lady Copley is one. Couldn't pay to better. Exactly right. And now, sadly, it's time to say goodbye to yet another podcast. If you have any questions or comments about what you heard today, if you have any dramatic readings or you know made up commercials, <laughs> which were great, by the way, please send them to Ben at BigMonkeyComics.com. Thank you and have a good evening. Still single. <laughs> that was the bar.